Hello, 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 everybody. Brian here from quantlabs.net. In this uh, podcast, we're going to talk about uh, from a website called uh, newtraderu.com. I've talked about them before. They're quite good. Uh, the article is called The Scary Parallels Between the Great Depression and Today. Um, so let's get into it. Many people will point to the differences between 2023 versus the Great Depression. Still may they not remember the Roaring Twenties became that came before the Depression. 1929 was the end game. That era has a lot of similarities with 2023. There are many parallels between today and the one that just gave us the Great Depression. Okay, first thing is stock market volatility. I can vouch for that. Much like the infamous uh, street Wall Street crash of 29. Today's stock market is showing signs of turbulence. Late 20s and early 30s stocks swung wildly before plummeting, ushering the Great Depression. Today traders are on the verge as the market bobs and weaves, reflecting an unsettling instability. While some indices and stocks may be near all-time highs, others have been in extensive trading range for two years. We may have already been in a cyclical cycle with a danger of bear market or even a crash. I can, I can vouch for that. That's why uh, in my content, I've been more focused on uncorrelated assets that are not really affected by this turbulence. And uh, the markets, the stock markets are definitely affected by it. Uh, speculation, late 20s, speculation was rampant. Countless investors putting their money into the stock market, hoping for quick and easy returns. That's where we're at now, called complacency. Stock prices soared, driven by more than rampant speculation, than by the company's uh, actual value. That's true. Good example of that is something like an Apple, or um, probably someone who argued Bitcoin. There was a frenzy in the air, belief that the upward trajectory was never ending. Fast forward to the 2020s, and the same feeling is eerily familiar. Swap out the stock market for modern equivalences like crypto. SPACs, NFTs, and the previous red-hot real estate market. Crypto uh, currencies in particular have drawn massive speculation. Their volatile prices have driven by investor sentiment other than intrinsic value. That's true. I mean, just look at the, well, it's all wrecked now in the crypto space. Uh, nothing's recovered, very few, if any. And if you, even if you knew, chances are you probably have a higher probability of losing money than gaining money. Uh, SPACs or uh, purpose acquisition companies have also emerged as popular speculative investments. They're done, called uh, blank check, check companies, raising funds to acquire a private company and take it public. But there's risk involved as investors uh, essentially place their trust and money in the SPAC management without knowing the, the company that's eventually uh, going to acquire. Many SPACs have already collapsed in value. A good example of that is probably like the company, the SPAC that uh, Trump uh, started um, for his Truth Social. I'm not sure where it's at, but uh, it's a good example of something that's probably not going up, going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon. It could be wrong. Uh, real estate market isn't immune to speculation. Historically low interest rates. Many investors were buying properties hoping to sell them at a profit or renting them out. Uh, there was a sense of urgency, a belief that 
now is the time to invest in 2021, 2022, drawing up prices, creating housing market conditions that seem to teeter on the precipice. precipice. Um, so in 2020, before that uh, pandemic came out, uh, during the lockdown, people were probably over leveraged with rental, uh, rentals and tenants. Along comes the local councils or lo local uh, government saying, municipalities said, you can't kick these people out even if they're paying rent or not. And you're dependent upon that rent income to pay your mortgage. So this is where real estate's a very, very high risk. Um, especially with now with what's going on in the U.S. and pretty well the West, a lot of countries are being run by, um, I guess, the left. And uh, they're like you look at a country or a city like Berlin, which is the same. A lot of those larger homes, uh, buildings with uh, tenants are being run by the city and uh, chasing out all the uh, landlords, private landlords. Now, if that will work or not, I don't know. But I can tell you from my city here in Toronto, if you let the government run those cities, they're pretty well, not ghettos, but they're just badly run. There's just no proper water, probably high crime. No one, there's no security, low maintenance with elevators breaking down. I don't, I don't know, but that seems to be when you let the city run the properties. They get run down. Um, so this is a problem where real estate can be high risk. And the best place to go for that is real estate income trust ETFs. I have with my new service, the deep analytics stuff. It, 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 if it is or it isn't making money in that space, um, I, I now know as after building with it and uh, we can take a look at uh, private home building. And we also can take a look at commercial real estate and other REITs. And most of them, with the exception of maybe one or two, uh, are all negatives, not returning any money. So that's the general real estate market uh, over the last probably year. Uh, so don't get your hopes up there with real estate. Uh, with raising, with the raising of interest rates by the Federal Reserve, the buying theory in real estate has ended. And housing and uh, are moving more slowly with many real estate markets seeing price reduction to sell houses at all. Uh, there's definitely no demand there. Both eras, the era spirit speculation has shown its ability to overheat markets, creating precarious bubbles, destined to burst if uh, history in any is any guide. As we've seen, the consequences can be devastating and making the parallel one of the most worrisome. Also, uh, I listen to Bloomberg Radio quite a bit. Uh, the commercial real estate market, and these are including towers in downtown LA. Some have uh, been sold from 2010, what they were, the value, what they were sold off in 2010. Today are getting sold off in desperation at half their value 13 years later. Uh, I also heard that some of the towers in New York, Manhattan, uh, are getting sold off at 80%, or same with uh, San Francisco as well. Um, so high levels of income inequality, the chasm between the haves and the have-nots is reminiscent of the 30s. Wealth concentration at the top while the struggle, while most struggle to make ends meet. You see 
a mirror of that scenario in today's economy. I think it's probably worse off than uh, back then. I mean, the the ability to make wealth is a lot easier now with the internet, um, but still a challenge. So we get increased homelessness during the depression. Homelessness spiked as people lost their jobs and couldn't pay rent. You can't help but notice the growing number of individuals living on the streets today in many major cities with nowhere to live. Many cities have homeless encampments very similar to the Depression. Uh, it's, it's haunting. Hooverville became a common term for uh, shack towns and homeless encampments during the Great Depression. Uh, there were dozens in the state of Washington and hundreds throughout the country, each testifying to the housing crisis that uh, accompanied the employment crisis of the early 30s. The big difference now is that uh, there's just agendas out there to allow crime to spike when it doesn't really need to. Same with a drug uh, addiction. I'm just watching uh, a video uh, about uh, Canada's dying and it's pretty scary where um, if you remember the opioid under the Purdue Corporation where they pushed that stuff out, guess what? The Canadian government's now buying the equivalent from Purdue. It's like a the next generation. And uh, there are, those same drugs are a lot more potent. And that's for the alternative to uh, selling hard drugs or giving away hard drugs in, into a lot of the big cities throughout Canada. And uh, that's where we're at. Um, and don't forget that Canada also promotes um, uh, sympathetic ways to kill you off because you can't pay your bills or, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's sad to know that. Anyways, there's widespread business failures, this is with the article again. Scores of businesses uh, shut their doors during the Great Depression. Fast forward today and you'll find many closed signs in the store front windows. Mom and pop stores, which is very, very true, well established businesses. It's a broad spectrum of devastation, especially in the States when you hear about uh, a bunch of Targets, Walmarts, and, and the big uh, pharma, pharmacy chains like Walgreens are closing down because of crime. And they're closing down uh, because of the theft. Uh, that's even kind of like really sponsored by the government to allow it. It's, it's kind of sad and pathetic, all wrapped up in one. Package. An estimated 17,145 stores in the United Kingdom closed throughout 2022. Dramatic increase from 2021. During the, the, that year, there was only 11,000, 11,459. Wow. So here we also talk about bank failures and financial system instability. That has more to do with the national debt of 31 trillion. Okay. No matter what you hear or whatnot from the government, everything's all fine and sound. It's that these governments allow um allow their spending to be so out of control. And as a result, debt goes up and interest uh to, to service that debt, which you can't get rid of, goes away or or goes up. And um yeah, that's why you have inflation. That's why you have what you have as long as, as certain banks will, will, will falter. And that's what's happened lately. So in the 30s, bank failures shook the public's confidence in the financial system. Similarly today, there is an unease about the robustness of the financial institution, especially in light of a recent crisis. Three banks failed this year, uh, SVB, First Republic uh, Bank, 
Signature accounted for 2.4% of all assets in the banking sector. That's a lot for three little banks, and there's more to come, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, more and more people are putting their money into short-term maturities, and some are putting it into crypto, like Bitcoin. There was also trade war tensions. Uh, was a was a feature of the depressions era. Similarly, uh, rising trade tension defined our global economic scenario today. Uh, straining relationships between the nations. Worldwide, uh, trade sanctions exist between Russia and the West, along with the U.S. and China, uh, that has been escalating. Uh, we got here also declining consumer confidence. When times get tough, uh, people tighten their belts. I think uh, travel's still up, but uh, um, I don't know. It's hard to say with the airlines and the hotels and restaurants. Everyone seems to be spending. I don't know if that's revenge spending because of the of the because of the pandemic and lockdowns. But from what I understand on on Bloomberg Radio again, wait it out until the end of the year to see if that still continues as more and more layoffs come about. Uh, they did it during the depression. They're going to do it today. Many consumers have been trading down to cheaper alternatives in food and entertainment. That's part of the inflation. Uh, rising national debt. So that's what we talked about. Depression era saw the national debt rise and the government borrowed heavily. Our national debt is skyrocketing today, sparking concerns about the financial future. They could talk whatever they want. Number one, what you need to be concerned about is your quality of life has most likely gone down. Uh, if you're dependent upon the government to pay out your retirement, uh, it's getting worse and worse, lower and lower each year. So you're not going to be able to retire. I mean, just look at the term unretirement, and you'll see how big that is. That's happening with a lot more and more people where they're unretiring. Tightening of credit markets. Back then, banks became curious, cautious, and lightened their uh, lending criteria, or tighten their lending criteria. Credit markets follow a similar trend today, making it harder for business and individuals to secure loans. One thing you also have to understand, things are so out of control when it comes to real estate, just starting a business in this case. Um, and for a time, when you look at what happened in 2008, a lot of that was just due to banks were too loose with their um, financial rules when they loaned out money, especially to... People that were working at, let's say, McDonald's for five bucks an hour were living in uh, probably million-dollar mansions on a mortgage. Uh, escalating political and social unrest, we know that as well. Suffering economy and political turbulence offer go hand-in-hand. Hand. Great Depression saw its share of upheaval. And the current economic hardships are stirring a similar pot of unrest and divisive political environment meant worldwide in many countries that yeah that's very extreme now uh again on bloomberg Radio, they said it's not about each party disliking each other they're now hating each other uh there's also protectionist trade policies during the depression protectionist policies made a bad situation worse today echoes of that era are audible as nations resort to similar tactics to protect their domestic industries I remember in the 30s, that was when Hitler was on the rise. And look what happened in 39, right? Decline in the real estate market. Then, as now, the real estate market suffer. Properties once seen as solid investments uh, lost their shine as liquidity and prices of interest rates rose higher and higher over the past 12 months. 
look, when cities run out of money, what they're going to do is they're going to actually increase property taxes. Once you start raising property taxes to a level that is unaffordable for most people, because their salaries are probably not keeping up, people are going to give up on homing, owning home, real estate in whatever city. Um, and uh, the their jobs as well is a threat as well. But what really cities and governments nationally are going to are going to really rely on are immigration. That's why the immigration is probably through the roof. I mean, just outside of the, the standard norms that we're used to. Inadequate fiscal and monetary policy response. Missteps in handling the depression exasperated the crisis. Today, critics argue that the fiscal and monetary policies are rising to the challenge, drawing a chilling parallel in the past. 29, many argue that monetary policy is being tightened while it should be loosened. As uh, tightening runaway inflation became the Federal Reserve's biggest priority, many believe they lost sight of the damage they're doing to the economy with their current monetary policy. I mean, that's one of the things that you may not know about the Federal Reserve is they raise it, the interest rates in the hope to bring to to have companies uh, and slow down the ec- economy, especially in the, in the in the workforce, to have fewer jobs and more people getting laid off uh, in order to fight this. Anyways, uh, we're at the end here. Key takeaways. Uh, cur- um, I'll just go to the conclusion here. Unlikely the striking resemblance between the economic circumstance of the Great Depression and our contemporary times are offer a cautionary tale. These similar phenomena, uh, ranging from market uncertainties to growing disparities in wealth, highlight systematic vulnerabilities that require our attention. Recognizing recession signals can identify potential pitfalls and allow us to make more informed decisions. Okay, that, I'll get into that in a minute, what I've done. As we navigate these challenges times, we must remain vigilant, draw on lessons from history, and manage on finances and investments to steer us towards a more balanced and secure future. Okay, so what I've got, I've just finished up, is I have now segregated out data that you can watch using tear sheets along with the profitable ETFs, which is probably still at 10, 20%, if that, for this year. And uh, when they're profitable, they're very profitable. And knowing which sectors to be in, the other big one is to have and be in uncorrelated uh, assets. So for instance, as a big one, you would think if Bitcoin was performing uh, and, and it had nothing to do with the performance in the stock, in the stock market or the, the economies, that would be an uncorrelated asset. That's no longer the case. It may often move from one to the other, but there's definitely a correlation between uh, Bitcoin and the US dollar. So that's something you don't want. You want to have where things are not correlated, put money into that. So some examples I can give you would be certain agricultural products that are doing very well, uh, have nothing to do with the economy. Uh, you could also say the same thing in the macro Sorry, the microeconomy, where they are growing, not because of something that's not happening in the economy. It just happened. You could also say the same thing on many things. Internationally, certain countries are doing well, and you can turn that into an investment opportunity. Same with currencies as well, both on the upside and the downside. So there's lots of opportunities out there that you may not know about, but I know about them now because I've got 
as I said, these serve these uh, data segments segregate out with 10 separate ones. So I know where to invest and to pretty well double what you're going to get right now with the stock market. And if you want to know more about that, just go to quantlabs.net slash books, get some free stuff there with the books and uh, videos. And you'll, you'll get, you'll learn more about once you sign up into uh, this. Again, that's quantlabs.net slash books. And you'll find that in the description as well. We shall talk to you later. Have a good day.